In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning. Again, we welcome our family of St. John, our parishioners, and our friends who join us this morning through live streaming through Facebook. We apologize for any technical difficulties that we have experienced today. We launched our new YouTube channel. But this week, we have a gift coming to all of us. We have a gift of the installation of a professional-grade camera and live streaming system. So by next Sunday, we thank you for your patience today, but by for next Sunday, the audio will be very crisp because it will feed into this new camera uh, directly from our sound system, and the um, video should be very <coughs> clear and, and precise, as it will be a professional camera mounted. But we thank our good and faithful servant of our parish here, Mr. Paul Iotis, together with the president of the parish council, Peter Sugarides, who um, have diligently worked hard to bring us the feed through Facebook today. And for those who helped yesterday install the new wires for the new system. We will also be upgrading the internet speed here at the church so that it will handle the YouTube channel. So we thank you for your patience and we invite you to join us next week as hopefully all of our issues will be resolved. So I moved a little closer to the camera this morning for the sound to be a little bit more crisp. Today, as we do every Sunday when we have our people in church, we come to the moment for the sermon, which I usually do before communion with our Sunday school students. But since our Sunday school students are watching, and after liturgy at 12 o'clock, I will be meeting by video conference with our youth and Sunday school students of our parish in order to check in with them and to continue our dialogue of the faith and of the gospel. So I ask you, as I do every Sunday, who read today's gospel reading? And although I can't see your answer, I hope that all of you at home are raising your hand that you did raise, that you did read and prepare for today's liturgy. Today is the fourth Sunday of Lent. We celebrate and commemorate St. John of Climacus, who is a father of the saint, especially known for his zeal in living the life in Christ, and that he lived this Christ, this, this life in Christ, as one of repentance. And so he authored this most beautiful text. It is the, the, it's called The Ladder of Divine Ascent. And there's 40 chapters and 40 steers on this ladder. And this text of St. John Climacus describes for us in a very simple and organized manner how our life, our spiritual life, our life in Christ of one of repentance is but like the action of climbing a ladder. And that first rung is the, the rung that we know to be the spiritual disciplines of Lent. So if I asked you, what are the three main pillars of Lent? You would all raise your hands if you were in front of me and you would say, of course, Father Ted, we know that answer. It is fasting, it is prayer, and it is acts of love, of reaching out and helping others. And I would say, good job my, to my youth, that you're right. The three main points of Lent, the three main spiritual disciplines that we grow in our life are fasting, prayer, and acts of love, of charity, of reaching out to help those who are less fortunate. 
But on the ladder of divine ascent, that is but what run number one. That is but step number one. And as we conquer that first step, as we fast and pray and reach out to help those in need, we're not done, but we're only beginning. Because all of that, fasting and prayer, are tools to ascend to step number two. And step number two, and step number three, and step number four, are the steps that we take to dive within, to dive within our heart and soul and mind to become one with Christ. And the more that we get united and closer to Christ, the more we see that we have a lot to work on. And so our life actually becomes this process of growing day by day and step by step closer to Christ. But Father Ted, the kids would tell me, we make mistakes. And I say, yes, we all make mistakes. And that's why Christ and the church offers us this beautiful sacrament of forgiveness, the sacrament of love and reconciliation through holy confession, because all of us make mistakes. And so when we make a mistake and we slip down a rung on the ladder, don't lose hope. Because Christ and the church and the services and the sacraments are waiting to receive us and love us and embrace us and strengthen us and help us to begin again ascending that ladder. As long as we desire it, as long as we want it. So today's gospel reading, which I will be speaking with the young people in a little bit after liturgy about, talks to us about a man coming to Jesus and kneeling before him and saying, Teacher, I brought you my son, for he has a dumb spirit. And whenever it seizes him, it dashes him down, and he foams and grinds at the teeth and becomes rigid. So this father brings his son who is sick to Christ for healing. Anyone who has children understands the pain of a parent when their, their child is sick. And so the father knew that if he could bring his child to Christ, he would find healing. And so the, the father continued to say to Christ, and I asked your disciples to cast out this demon, but they were not able. And Christ answered and said, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring me the child. And so they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit of infirmity saw Christ, it immediately convulsed the boy. And he fell up on, his, on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the father, How long has your child had this? And he said, From childhood. And it is often, he said, It has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But, the father said, If you can do anything, have pity on us and help us. And Christ answered him, If I can do anything, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd was coming running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You dumb and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him 
and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, the spirit came out and the boy was like a corpse. So most of the people said, he is dead. But Jesus took the boy by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he entered the house, he said to his disciples and asked them privately, the disciples asked Christ privately, why could we not cast it out? And Christ said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but by prayer and fasting. And then they went on from there and passed through Galilee. And he would not have anyone know it, for he was teaching his disciples and saying to them, he was foretelling them what was about to happen. We are at the fourth Sunday of the Great and Holy Lent, and Christ is foretelling what will happen in two short weeks when we enter the Great and Holy Week of our Lord's Passion. Christ said, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days, he will arise. So my dear friends, today's Gospel reading takes on special significance as we stand in the face of this worldwide pandemic of the coronavirus. And so let us join ourselves in prayer today those of us here at St. John the Baptist Church in Boston South End, together with every Orthodox Church in this metropolis, in this archdiocese, throughout the Orthodox world, let us join together with all Christian churches and all of humanity to pray the prayer that we see in today's Gospel reading. Let us run to Christ and say, if you can do anything, Lord, heal us. But then let us hear what Christ said and questions what we said. If I can do anything, let us understand that it's not an if. Let us simply run to Christ and say, Christ, heal us. Because Christ says, all things are possible to him who believes. And our answer is, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. With that belief, with that faith in Christ, let us kneel down before our icon of Christ and pray for the mercy and healing and love and compassion that will bring healing to those who are sick, that will rest eternally those who have lost their lives through this pandemic, and that will bring an end to the pain and suffering so that the world may regain once again the activity of our daily lives. However, when we come to the end of this pandemic and when we re-enter society and leave our homes and go back to work and go back to school and come back to the churches, let us do it a little bit different. Rather, let us do it a lot different. Let this opportunity of being sheltered at home Give us the opportunity to dive deep inside our hearts and souls and minds. Let it be a time of trans, of not only transition, but transformation from the old self into the new self. In one that we realize how vulnerable we are. All the money in the world can't stop this pandemic. The only thing that will help, that will stop this pandemic, 
is the mercy and grace of our Lord and God and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us transform ourselves through prayer, through faith, to say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. We thank you for joining us this morning. As we do at every service now, we will end with a special prayer of blessing for the coronavirus. I ask you to bow your heads and stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus Christ, our God, you are the physician of our souls and bodies. We ask you, Lord, to send your grace upon all those who bow their head at this moment in prayer, and to send your mercy and love and forgiveness and healing upon this world, to bring an end to the pain and suffering and the sickness of this coronavirus, and to allow us, Lord, through faith, to regain our, our place in society of working and of going to school and of coming to church and being productive members of the society in a new way, in a transformed way, in a way that we realize today's gospel reading to understand that all things are possible to him and to her who believe. And let our hearts, Lord, sing loudly, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. We pray, Lord, for those who are sick, that you bring healing. We pray, Lord, for those who have lost their lives, that you rest their souls eternally. And we pray for comfort of their family and friends that mourn their loss. We pray for a quick and speedy end to this difficult time that the world is facing. And we especially, Lord, pray for your blessing upon us and upon the many medical doctors and nurses and first responders throughout our nation and throughout our world, all healthcare professionals, all the first responders, and all those who are ministering unto those that are in need these days. Protect them, keep them safe, heal them, bless them. We pray for all those who have lost their jobs and that are in financial difficulty these days. We ask, Lord, that you touch the heart of those who are not financially hurting to reach out and to help those that are. And we ask you, Lord, to remember to bless us that we may reach out to the local food banks and to the local blood drives and to give what we can give to help those who are in need. For you are the physician of our souls and bodies, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us. One last thing. When we end church every Sunday here at St. John's and in every church, that you visit in the country. One of the last acts we do is to invite our people to be part of the ministry of the church. And so in today's world, that usually takes place by the offering of the, of the, by the passing of the offering basket, in which we contribute to the needs and to the ministries of the church. But to set that in context, it's not just about money. It's about bringing to Christ the first fruits of that which I have.
So in the old days where money wasn't as abundant and people had more time and energy to do works with their hands, they would actually bring the first fruits, the first crops, the best crops from their garden to the church for a blessing and then for the church to receive them and to distribute them to those who are hungry. In today's world, most of us don't have these extensive gardens where we bring basketfuls of crops to the church to distribute. And so in today's world, we participate in the ministry and the outreach in the life of the church through giving of our first fruits of that which we do earn in our business, in our professions. But there's something deeper to that. The, the offering, the prosphora, the prosphora, that we bring to the church is symbolized during the liturgy when the clergy walk around the church of the great entrance. They are bringing the gifts of the bread and the wine that you, the faithful, bring to the church. And we receive those gifts. And we walk around the church and bring them to the altar and place them on the altar. And those gifts are then consecrated and returned to us as the body and blood of Jesus Christ. That's why we say, Tasa et conson, si prosferomen, katapanda, panda. We offer to you these gifts, of your own gifts, in all and for all. And so when that offering tray is passed, it is not simply an act of collecting money for the church. It is an offering of that which Christ has blessed me, it is an act of stewardship, of giving the best and the first fruits of what I earn and what I have to Christ through the church to reach out to those who are in need for the ministry of the church. And so since we are not together, and this goes for any church that you would have gone to, the church needs to continue to be present in today's society to bring healing and hope and help to those who are in need. And so as I ask Sebastian to come forward with the basket for my offering, I ask you to log on to the website of this church or of any church that you are a steward of. And most of these churches now, as does St. John's, have a, num- a button of donate, a stewardship donation button. Please do that today and often in order to continue to support the ministry of your churches so that the churches, even in this time of this difficulty, especially in this time of the difficulty, will be able to reach out and to help those who are in need. And so when you go onto the website, there's a donate button, and you can offer a weekly offering for the, the, the basket to light your candles, your stewardship offering, memorial donations, for the philoptohus ministry, and especially now for a philanthropy fund so that your church will reach out and help those who are in need. May God bless you for your faithful generosity, and may God bless you for your faithful participation in today's liturgy. Amen. We will join, we, we will join one another again on Friday evening for the Akathistos Ibnos, for the fifth and final service of the salutations of the Akathist hymn, Friday evening at 7 p.m., And then next Sunday, we will join ourselves again for the Divine Liturgy, which 
we will hopefully both Friday and Sunday be able to broadcast through our new sound system and live streaming system. God bless you and have a beautiful week. Stay safe.